one. Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, join us today for an enlightening conversation on achieving both professional success and a rewarding personal career. Let's get this show started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Boss! All right, ladies and gentlemen, today on the show, we have a business and lifestyle coach on a mission to help entrepreneurs and business owners create businesses that provide financial success without compromising their quality of life. So stay tuned as we discuss how to regain control of your time, your money, and your team and grow your business while working fewer hours, all while leading a life on your own terms. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Jordan Tay. Hey Jordan, uh, here we go, man. Welcome to the party. Thank you. Really good to be here. All right, man. I got to ask, uh, just because these kids are going to, even though the, the spelling's a little bit different, any relationship to uh, the other Tate that we know so famously well? No, thankfully, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's jump into this, dude. Uh, question number one is always the the obvious one. Everybody who comes on the show is promoting something. There's something that they want to get their message out about, a product, a service, something that they do for a living. What is that for you? I'm a business coach, and I help small business owners attain more freedom, control of their time, and success in their business while also enjoying their life. All right, dude. Pretty simple, straight and to the point, helping people get to where they want to go. Uh, who's your target audience? I mean, there's every business coach, I think, has a, a little bit of a different niche. There's different people that they're going after, maybe, maybe different industries. Who's your target audience? I specialize in people who are in their first five to 10 years, usually under five employees, and they're stuck doing it all themselves, working way too hard, and feeling like they've hit this plateau. So I help them break through that by learning how to get work done through other people and how to leverage their time better. Nice, dude. All right, let me ask you about your educational background. Everybody gets to where they are in different roads, different paths. Um, what's your background as far as maybe business is concerned? Maybe did you go to a traditional college, certifications, the uh, hard knocks of life, YouTube university? How'd you get here? I, I really had no intention of ending up where I am today, but I'm so happy that I am here. I went to university and studied geography, thinking I was going to go into architecture, urban planning. And then as I was there, I started a painting business to pay for school in the summers and started learning about being my own boss and managing finances and all those things. And then by the time I graduated, I realized I wasn't into geography, but I was into business. And it kind of took off from there. I ended up joining a business, becoming a coach and a trainer in a, in a corporate company, uh, and then becoming a partner in a consulting business later on. All right, dude, I got to take you back a little bit. So you're in college. You got to find a way to pay for this thing. You could have got a job like everybody else, but you decided to go into entrepreneurship. 
Walk me through that life decision. Like, what were you thinking? Why become an entrepreneur when you could have easily just got a job somewhere? Honestly, I, I did get a job. I, I got a painting job. I was getting paid $10 an hour. And within a month of working in that job, I realized the boss here has no idea what he's doing. He's mismanaging. He's trying to steal from me, basically. And so I said, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I can do better than this guy. So I broke off, started finding my own customers, immediately tripled my rate. And I never looked back because I loved being in charge of my time, choosing when I took days off, choosing when I worked and charging what I was worth at the time. I, I got to ask you, dude, because there's a lot of people, especially in the trades or technically skilled people who have that thought, right? They're like, this boss sucks. I don't want to work for this guy. I can make more money on my own. Then they go out and they realize, oh man, uh, I didn't know I was supposed to wear a marketing hat. I didn't know I was supposed to wear an accounting hat. I didn't know I was supposed to deal with HR, payroll. What's all this stuff? I just, I think it'd be better off if I just went back, clocked in and clocked out and went about my life. Uh, and now you're literally coaching people on how to kind of work through those kinds of dilemmas themselves. No matter what kind of plan you put in place when you decide you're going to become an entrepreneur, you're going to come across hiccups and mistakes. What were some of the biggest mistakes you made, some of the biggest mistakes you see your clients making, uh, and how do you help them fix that? You totally nailed it. The, the hardest transition in growing a business is going from being the technician or the person providing the service and doing it really well to then taking a step back and becoming a true leader and growing a business through those other things you hit on. And the path is different for everyone. It's, it depends on your skill set, what you like doing, but along the way it's, you've really got to self-educate and you've got to constantly elevate your game. So when I work with clients who are feeling in that they're stuck in that point, they hate some of the things that they have to do as a, as an owner or an entrepreneur, I help them clarify, where do you get the most value from your time? And what do you enjoy doing the most? And let's get you doing more of that and less of the things that drain you and that you're not very good at and start outsourcing those. So usually it's getting support with marketing or sales or finances or hiring. No person is a complete package who can just do all the things they need to at the level they need to. And that's where it, it's a big opportunity when you're an owner is elevate yourself, create your ideal role, and when you start to do that, it gets really fun. Times uh, have dramatically shifted over the last few years as far as what someone needs to know, the opportunities that are available for people who want to go out into business on their own. I got a bunch of 17-year-olds here who are about to enter the world. They might not have an exact clue as to what they're going to do. Maybe they kind of get an idea of what they like, but what they're going to do professionally to get paid on? That's, that could be a big question mark. What advice would you give to young entrepreneurs coming out into the workplace today in an inflationary period and probably a time of war with all these different things looming over them? What advice do you got for them? Really important question. And I want to say I remember being 20 and feeling like because I didn't know what I was going to do, I had already failed and I was falling behind. And I remember being 25 and feeling like I was stuck as a painter and I had no future potential beyond that. So I think the really important thing is you don't have to have it all figured out right away. It takes a decade or more to really learn about yourself, to get experience. And that's what I would say is spend your 20s 
broad, getting as much broad experience as you can, travel, work different jobs, learn from people who inspire you, learn from podcasts like this, and don't feel like you are ever stuck where you are. If you feel stuck, make a leap somewhere else and go find something that lights you up. Dude, it's expensive today. Um, I mean, I'm coming out of San Diego, California. I, recently, we were we were ranked the most expensive city to live in the United States, surpassing San Francisco and New York, which, uh, I mean, I get it. We have beautiful weather, but it can be very expensive. What about when an entrepreneur is first getting started? I mean, you you were talking about in your lifetime when you were going from 10 bucks an hour to, look, I'm going to take control and triple my own income. Uh, it's a big leap. And I think a lot of people who are on the fence about that are struggling with probably the most, the most, uh, ridiculously, uh, negative person in their life, which is often the one that stares them in the mirror. How do you help people kind of get over that imposter syndrome, that fear, that worry of how am I going to get my bills paid if I go and take this leap? It's, it's definitely one of the hardest times I've seen over the last 10 years economically with inflation and interest rates and, and everything that's going on. So those fears are natural and everyone is feeling those fears, whether they're in a sex, successful business or they're starting one. Uh, what I start to do is look at that person and the lifestyle that they want to have. What's that lifestyle cost? What's the bare minimum you need your business to make in a month so that you can make ends meet and keep going? because that's the, that becomes the initial goal is get to that break even point. And you can lower your expenses to keep that low, or you can raise your revenue to make it easier to hit. And what we do at first is figure out what that cost is and then figure out what do you need to charge per hour? What kind of services do you need to sell? How many clients do you need so that you can get to that line? Because as soon as you hit that line, your business is sustainable and you've also proven that you have the ability to grow. And then getting beyond that line is where you start to make real money and profit. Yeah, the small wins, right? Those small wins, I think, are what make the biggest difference. Uh, it's not really the huge wins. I mean, those are phenomenally great, but you don't get to those big wins without a series of small wins along the way. So setting those kind of manageable, attainable, specific goals up front get you to that point where you're like, all right, I got another dub today. I'm feeling good. I got another dub today. I'm feeling good. And before you know it, you knock one of those balls out the park instead of hitting a bunch of singles. And it, it really does work out that way. Regardless, you're still going to have some some ups and some downs. I like uh, case studies. I like examples because they tell a story that I think facts don't really tell all the time. Uh, and as a coach, you get to see the progression of people from, you know, I don't know what I'm doing or I'm scared or, you know, I've plateaued to I've been able to solve this problem. Thank you very much. You got any case studies like that that you can share with us? Yeah, I've got tons. I mean, it's it's one of the things I love most about being a coach is helping people through those hurdles and then seeing the totally new business and lifestyle that they achieve. A great one, uh, one of my favorite clients from the last few years he came to me where he had plateaued for about three years. He was doing all the work himself. He had himself and three employees and they were all burning out. They were all grinding every day. He hadn't taken a vacation and he wasn't paying himself very well, but the business was stuck and he just couldn't figure it out. So we sat down and we looked at what are you trying to get done in a day? And we realized he's spending hours driving around his market, trying to go to clients' houses 
he's wasting all that time. He's not doing anything during it. We figured out that a lot of the activities he was doing were worth 15 or $20 an hour and he could pay someone else to do them. So we changed his role. We elevated him into the salesperson and the, the networker for the business, hired some more people around him. And his business doubled that year while working fewer hours. And his wife personally called me and said, thank you for giving me my husband back because our life is totally different. Not only is he earning more money, but he's actually happy again. He's present with our family. So that's the, the trap people get in. They think that the only way to grow is to work more hours, but it's a trap because you run out of hours fast. And then you need to figure out how do I leverage my time to keep growing without working more hours? How do I remove myself as the bottleneck? Yeah, that, and that's a tough thing, especially early on for some entrepreneurs because their name is literally the business, it's it's under their name. And so letting go of control like that could be uh, not only costly, like it, it's something that they got to invest in, obviously, to put the capital up front to be able to pay somebody to do that. But secondly, that person is going to make mistakes, right? That person is not going to get it right every single time. Um, even you don't get it right every single time, but at least when you make mistakes, it's your name on the, on the billboard there. And it's different for, for these other entrepreneurs. And I like to kind of equate, um, uh, that entrepreneurial bug to like the, a lottery ticket. Like recently we had the lottery here go up to like $1.7 billion and everybody goes out and buys a lottery ticket knowing that they're probably not going to win. But when they buy a lottery ticket, they think about, you know, all of a sudden it's like, hey, what would I do if, right? What would I do if I had more time? What would I do if I had more money? What would I do if I did this and this and that? And I feel like that is what you provided for your client. Your the You know, his wife came and gave you a call because you gave him a lottery ticket that was a winning ticket that gave him not only the time, but also the money freedom, which is essentially what entrepreneurs are looking for when they get into this game in the first place. But you're right. They get bogged down with that whole busy mentality, not dollar productive, but still busy. Um, what do you feel that you as a coach bring to the table that's like the best part of you? I feel like there's there's a lot of different coaches out there and not every coach is for every individual. But there's a reason why people pick you, right? There's a reason why they come to you, why people refer you. What do you think is that that quality about you that that you think you do best as a coach? I love that question. Um, I would say I'm very grounded. I bring a presence and a focus to people when they're in that chaos, when they're feeling overwhelmed. And I just help them clarify things. Stop trying to do 10 things every day. Start trying to do two or three really well. And we always just focus in on if, if your goal is freedom, if your goal is growth, if your goal is whatever it is, how do we pick the first most important step to focus on today? and not get overwhelmed by the 20 steps that are ahead of us. So I just try to ground it in, if we solve one problem today, which is the problem that's gonna open up the most room, the most time on your schedule, the most revenue, the most income, whatever it is, and we solve that, and then we move forwards. And we don't try to fix everything at once because that's, that's where it gets overwhelming. Too many things pop up, right? I think that's where you have like the SOS, the shiny object syndrome, <laughs> where there's there's a lot of different things that are going to pull at your coattails. And as an entrepreneur, I mean, you know, you spend a lot of your time putting out fires uh, because problems arise all the time. And sometimes the things that are urgent aren't necessarily the things that you need to take care of right away. 
and prioritizing, having somebody from the outside looking into your business to help prioritize those things, I think are, are key factors to, to a successful organization and to a good mentor-mentee relationship uh, at the end of the day. What... When you get good at something in a business, oftentimes you get really good at it. That's what makes your business sustainable and profitable. And then you start to kind of look for ways to either become more efficient or to add on to your particular business. Uh, you've been doing this for a number of years now. What is it that you feel maybe you're struggling with? Maybe you're trying to get more efficient to bring value to the clientele that you have? Me personally right now? It's actually marketing. I've when you talk about limiting beliefs, I've always had a limiting belief that I wasn't good at marketing myself and that I, I know I can do really good work, but I would let my work speak for itself. But I struggled with self-promotion, didn't put myself out there, and it, it held me back for many years. And then earlier in the, in the year, I realized if I want to live the life I want to live, I need to break through that. I need to challenge that belief and go from telling myself I'm not a good marketer to I just haven't learned how to market myself effectively yet. So I got a marketing coach who helped me break through that. First, the mindset and the fear. And then second, learning how to authentically market myself, speak about what I care about and, and share that message. And it's been a game changer for me, but I still have a lot to learn. I don't have a funnel. I don't have a, an email list going. I'm, I'm still going one day at a time, one contact at a time. Well, I'm going to use this as a as a cheap plug opportunity because I, I feel like a podcast really helps out with uh, with marketing, prospecting, building that funnel, building that database. Uh, I, my background was in accounting and real estate. And for a long time, I tried to do like cold calling and it wasn't my gig. I didn't feel comfortable doing it. Never really liked it. I tried to do door knocking. Didn't like that either. Uh, even though I live in San Diego, some days it was hot and some days it was cold. Wasn't my thing. Um, I, I got introduced to like Gary V's content. And one of the things that he said that I thought was super profound was you're a marketing company first, everything else second. And, uh, to me that stuck. So I started to do this podcast thing and it went from me asking people, Hey, can I take five minutes of your time to pick your brain, grab a cup of coffee? And I'd hear like, no, it's okay. I, I get my own coffee, uh, to, Hey, would you like to be a guest on my podcast where we could talk about you, your business, what you're up to and create some fun content together? All of a sudden it became a yes game. And it was like, now I'm, I'm to the point where do I have enough time in the day to plug in another appointment to do another show, which is phenomenal. So as a coach, if you're looking to talk to more people, especially about the things that you enjoy in the space that you like to talk about, I suggest start thinking about doing a podcast. I think it's a great way to build uh, some content and, to, and we can definitely help you with that. What do you feel about podcasting? I mean, you're literally here on this one. You started doing a few more. I'm sure your coach is like, hey, you got to get out there, get behind the camera, get behind the microphone. And I, it was probably uncomfortable at first. What, what's been your experience like? Totally. I, I mean, I've since I was 20, been listening to hours of podcasts a day. It's been the number one way I've grown through a lot of mentors. and. I think that it's one of the greatest ways to develop as a person. But um, I, I did have a, a challenge with speaking publicly, more like introverted than you would think. And just overcoming that has helped me see that I can overcome any fear I have if I just put myself out there and practice. So this is my third podcast guest appearance this week. I did two last week and I'm trying to do a couple a week to just give myself that opportunity to learn, but also because 
I do a lot of writing. I do a lot of posting on LinkedIn and sharing what I'm learning, but I'm actually finding that speaking about it helps me clarify my thoughts and, and get the message out there in a different way. Dude, it totally does. I'm telling you right now, I know it doesn't look like it, but I'm 1254 episodes in when I was on episode one, if you go listen to it, it is not very good. I'm very shy, a lot of mumble, a lot of stumble. Uh, it just, it, it wasn't my natural space, but it became better over time. Plus another cheat code, like literally everybody I get to talk to, I get to learn from. It's like I plug them into the back of my head, like in the matrix, right? And I get to absorb all their information and their content and build that network out. So I, you know, again, I, I suggest you do that for sure. Uh, let me ask you about the vision uh, of where you're at today. I, I know you're trying to evolve. You're building your marketing platform. You're you're fine-tuning that that piece of your business. Where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? I'm, I'm loving the build. I, I love building content, connecting with people. Every time I coach someone, I learn a little bit more about the problems that people are experiencing and what's really going on behind the scenes. So where I see this going is building out courses to make my content and my training more accessible, doing retreats, because I think that since COVID and this you know, remote work, a lot of people are isolated, especially small business owners, they can feel really alone. So hosting retreats, getting people together, learning together and sharing what we're working on, uh, those things excite me. And then just building out group programs where I can impact more people in the same amount of time. So those are all in my mind and I'm taking steps in, in each direction right now. Dude, that sounds like some exciting stuff. All right, uh, if people want to reach out to you, if they want to find out more about what Jordan's doing, who he's helping, how they could possibly get help, how could they do that? The best place is, is on LinkedIn. If you search Jordan Tate, I'll come up as a business coach. And the reason I'm on LinkedIn is because that's where a lot of people are sharing what they're learning. And it's so easy to connect with other owners and entrepreneurs there. Every week, I'm making new amazing connections. So I post on LinkedIn almost every day, share what I'm learning. I'd love to connect with people there. And then if they want to learn more about my business, it's, it's on the screen right now, but www.theintentionalbusiness.ca. And I'd love to connect and, and hear about what you're working on. I offer a free hour of coaching for anyone who wants to see if there's a good fit and if I can help with the problems they're experiencing. Dude. Thank you very much for coming on the program today, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it comes down to. Look, you don't know everything. There's a lot of stuff in this world that you don't know. Not just that, there's a different perspective out there that can really open your eyes to what's going on in your business in a bunch of different ways. And I've always felt and believed and over the thousand interviews that I've done with different entrepreneurs, they all say the same thing. If you can find yourself a mentor to help you get from point A to point B, it's worth its weight in gold. So reach out to Jordan. Everybody, everybody needs a coach. Now you might not connect, you might connect, but you can't go wrong with an hour free of coaching to see if it's even a good fit or not. So make sure you guys go to his website, theintentionalbusiness.ca, theintentionalbusiness.ca, or find him on LinkedIn at Jordan Tate. Jordan, thank you very much for coming on the program today. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast, but not just any podcast, podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.